Welcome to the Pinning Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher alongside Dick Briggs, ready to discuss some of the happenings on the college and high school wrestling landscape uh, today. And of course, uh, as always, we usually uh, start off with um, uh, college wrestling. Not a lot going on. You and I and Iowa State uh, um, idle this last weekend. Iowa had a duel on Friday against Purdue. Um, but there's some small college, uh, action with the, especially with the American Rivers Conference, uh, ARC duels for last weekend. And, uh, they also had their inaugural, uh, women's conference tournament, uh, which is a, a cool deal there, but, uh, uh, some more winter weather. Luckily it's midweek, so it's not affecting really the schedule too much, but, uh, Coach, a uh, lot, lot of slush out there around the, the corridor, isn't there? Right, starting to get a little melt, which means my our uh, piles that are six feet tall, maybe they'll be <laughs> five and a half feet tall or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So rather have it now. Hopefully we avoid that uh, state tournament uh, blizzard here in a couple weeks. And, you know, actually the postseason for both college and uh, high school rapidly approaching for for everybody um, here really within uh, within the eight weeks of everything being over for high school and college seasons but well hey let's take a let's take a look at uh, high school wrestling for uh, this last weekend and uh, just a quick look ahead um, as well with conference tournaments coming up and super regionals for the girls um, this Friday but. Um, I was at, uh, I was at the club bean duels, uh, which is now the Klein B or the Brad Smith, uh, dash Clyde bean duels, uh, at city high, uh, right before the finals, they had a little ceremony kind of announcing, honoring Brad Smith, um, and announcing the, the name change. So that tournament will now, uh, commemorate or, or, or recognize both of the former uh, Iowa City High coaches um, in one. So I thought that was pretty cool. Of course, a uh, couple decades um, in Brad Smith's career there at uh, um, Iowa City High in between two stops at Lisbon. So um, that was kind of neat. We've seen him honored this year at the Battle of Waterloo and then now at City High where he previously uh, uh, competed, but uh, Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon came away with uh, the team victory there. Uh, they wrestled really well, um, had big wins over Clear Creek, Amana, Iowa City High, and then finished things off uh, with a win over um, Dubuque Hempstead. So a big day for them. Uh, just kind of wrote a little bit about the Jaspers. Uh, they're both ranked number two. Uh, the younger uh, Jaspers, the sophomores, ranked number two at 138 2A. Uh, Jackson Jaspers, a senior at 144, ranked number two, a three-time state medalist. Chase, uh, the younger brother, was a state finalist last year as a freshman. Interestingly, both of them tie into Greg Randall, possibly. Jace uh, as a freshman. Um was Mount Vernon's first freshman state finalist since Greg Randall. 
um, which was all the way back in 1979, I think, I was 79 to 82, I think was his time there at Mount Vernon as a four-time state champ. And then now Jackson Jaspers, if he becomes a four-time state medalist, he will become the second to ever do it. And of course, be the first one since Greg Randall did it um, when he was a four-time champ. Of course, Greg Randall went on uh, to wrestle at the University of Iowa for Dan Gable, uh, was a, a college wrestling coach, head coach at Boise State for a few years before the program was shut down. But Mount Vernon uh, looked really tough, um, 53-20 over Dubuque Hempstead in the final. Um, and the Jaspers brothers uh, had two big wins against Iowa City High and the win that they had uh, in that duel. Uh, Jace Jaspers uh, with uh, a last-second escape um, to beat Kale Kurtz. Oh. Um, in that match, uh, Kurtz had scored a takedown late to, to tie it. Um, but then Jasper is able to escape. I think it was like between two and three seconds left that he was able to to get three, get free uh, to win. And then, um, and then his brother uh, Jackson uh, scored a takedown in uh, um, sudden victory to win four to one there. So uh, over Jake Mitchell, who's ranked uh, for City High. So two big wins there for. For them, they went five and zero, um, really leading the charge for uh, the Mustangs. Uh, as we mentioned, Dubuque Senior, or I'm sorry, Dubuque Hempstead, uh, uh, got second. Uh, they won their pool, went undefeated, um, but uh, finished behind Mount Vernon. Clear Creek Amanda was third. Prairie was fourth. Uh, Xavier, with a win over City High, finished fifth. Uh, and the host of Little Hawks were sixth, and then and it was a Tumwa Kennedy, Oskaloosa, Muscatine rounding out the 10 team field uh, for finishing. But uh, Mount Vernon, uh, oh boy, uh, they looked impressive. Uh, I thought Prairie, Prairie and Clear Creek of Mana, uh, and Xavier uh, uh, looked good um, throughout the day. Right. So we talked about Xavier last week, possibly not making the, the, uh, the the duels, the regional duels. Um, so here's another win over, I think, a, a ranked ranked team there. So uh, good job. And the regional regional duels were just released uh, earlier this afternoon. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. So then yeah. Xavier Xavier has a win in that, and then Clear Creek Command and Prairie. I wonder if they're tired of wrestling each other yet. <laughs> yeah, right. right off the bat, that's like three times now. I think so. Yeah, three or four times they've crossed paths. Yeah. So uh, and then Mount Mount Vernon, I, I'm I'm looking at this team, and you it's interesting you brought up that that era 79 to 82 right in there with the Randalls, uh, you know mm -hmm. that was the Mount Vernon Tim Johnson coached teams. That was right. a team. Man. I mean, so you this team, you know, this year is very comparable to that. I'm going to pull out some names off the top of my head: uh, Greg and Steve Randall, uh, Marty Williams, uh, mm -hmm. Steve Goodall. Paul Hufford. I'm not, I know yes. I missed some other ones in there, and I'm sorry for that, but it's you know I'm glad I pulled those guys out names up. Yeah, right. That's a team that probably would have won state had Paul Hufford not blown out his knee and missed the state tournament. So 
Oh. And so, you know, that, they are likely going to win that. And uh, so maybe this Mount Vernon team can, uh, can I, as it was, I think they finished second or third, but, but uh, so that hopefully they, this, this Mount Vernon team can, can bring home the goal. Yeah. And, you know, we talked to, I think uh, some people have talked about how 2A is really wide open. Um, they certainly have the, the potential they've got. Uh, and, and I think this is a, uh, this is a lineup for Vance Light that, um, it's one of those that kind of transitions from tournament, individual tournament to dual uh, formats really well because they've got balance um, the, and, and depth, and they've got some high-level point scorers, right? right? Where you talk about Clayton Perot, who's top-ranked at 106, um, you know, and, and he's just a monster in that lower weight class. Uh, you've got both Jackson uh, or Jasper's brothers. Uh, you've got Mikey uh, Ryan at 150. Um, you know, Ethan Woods had a good season at heavyweight. Uh, you've got guys that uh, could put up bonus points and get wins in the dual format. And then you've got guys that can finish, you know, in the finals, win titles, finish in the top three, four, five, that really rack up points. Um you know, in the traditional tournament as well. So this is a team that has that sweeping ability, um, even though you're going to have to battle teams like Osage and Union and uh, West Delaware and Sergeant Bluff Luton and Indy and uh, a lot of really good teams uh, in the two-way field. Right. And I, I think last year Osage was just the, the cream of the crop in two-way and I, I think Mount Vernon's there. We'll see if they can knock them off. But, but uh, yeah, it's, that's going to be fun. <laughs> Remember I said I, I wasn't sure about 2A, the very first uh, podcast. Yes. I was going 1 and 3A. I'm excited. 2A, I'm not sure about. <laughs> well, heck, look at it now. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. exactly. You're right on. You're right on uh, from the get-go with, with that. So, I. Uh, you were at Anamosa um, for the uh, for the girls uh, River Valley Conference tournament and um, and the Denny Christensen, right? Right. So I'll, I'll start. Friday night was the girls, and uh, you know they had fifteen teams in that in that uh, or sorry, uh, uh, twelve teams in the River Valley Conference, and uh, West Liberty went away, came away with a win. They had 234 points. Anna, uh, Anamosa had 186, so they were second. West Liberty had champions in Sylvia Garcia at 115. Uh, Dion, uh, um, oh, let's, let's see. Oh, uh, Gar uh, Garcia Vasquez. <laughs> and then I, th I think three sisters were ended up champions. And then that, uh, uh, Rashia uh, Garcia Vasquez was, was a champ at I think 235, if I remember right. So they had three sisters that were champs there. So nice job there. And then also throw in Angelina Bonilla at 170. Uh, and uh, Anamosa had champs in Addison uh, Musher at 130 and Hadley uh, Freighter at 145. Mid Prairie was third, didn't have a champ, but they ended up third uh, with one, 135 points. Uh, West Branch was fourth with 110 points. They had a champ in 
Tegan Hearts at 170. And then uh, Tipton ended up sixth with two champions, uh, Addie Nerum and Becca uh, Hinderaker at, uh, at 125 and 135. And then Durant had uh, Laney Shelagowski at 105. And uh, Bellevue had Kelsey uh, Kniff at 155. So it was a good, good tournament. They competed hard, and uh, I got home about 11, 30 or 11.45 <laughs> that night. And then you had to go right back up the next morning, right? Turned around and went right back up to the Denny Christensen. By the way, Denny Christensen was in attendance, and I uh, got to talk with him in, in between going from mat to mat. And, man, Denny's such a good guy. And it uh, looks like he could – I teased him a little bit and said, you look like you could go out and coach for 10 seconds. And he <laughs> <laughs> And he he laughed, of course. He he did say that uh, this is interesting news that Jason, I didn't. You probably you're probably aware of this. You get the the uh, information, but I wasn't. Uh, son Jason, who was coached at Oskaloosa and Southeast Polk and had such great teams at both places, uh, is mm -hmm. being inducted into the Iowa High School Wrestling Hall of Fame at the state tournament this year. So that's pretty yep. cool. Part and, of that uh, part of that class. Yes, I mean so so deserving there. Holy cow! Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the champions of Denny Christensen, uh, Anamosa, both the boys and girls had good weekends. Uh, Anamosa was a champ of 237. They mm -hmm. had champs, uh, three champs, uh, sorry, four champs, Hudson Welton at 113, Easton Wheeler at 144, Aiden Antonelli at 165, and Austin Scranton at 175. Second place was Liberty. Uh, with, they had a couple champs in Landon Bell at 157, Vincenzo Lima at 215. And then uh, Mark Fayette was third, no champs. And then at fourth was East Buchanan, Cody Fox. Have you seen Cody Fox before? Oh, yeah. That guy oh, yeah. is a monster. He's big, big feller. Holy cow. I, I couldn't raise his hand very high. <laughs> this he guy, is. he's a man. <laughs> Got a full beard, and, and he weighs uh, – I think he weighed in at 270-something. And uh, he's uh, – uh, um, going to play football at Iowa, so I, he's just a big kid. Yep. Uh, cousins with Ben Keeter. Oh, is that right? I didn't realize that. Okay. Yep. Um. So. Then to finish up, uh, Sierra's Washington had a champion, Sam Brennan, at 106. Uh, I did want to mention this. I, I was impressed with this young man. At uh, 150, uh, Starmont's Keaton Moeller. He's ranked number one at, at, in 1A. Yep. Man, what a city. Third last. Finished third. Yep. Third last year as a freshman for him. Right. And his he's 35 and one in the season, and his only loss is a 5 2 loss to Kittleson from Oh, wow. And uh, who was uh, second in, in 2A last year. And so that's a pretty quality loss. And then just a real tough looking kid. He's only a sophomore, too. So yep. Eaton Moeller. Yep. And uh, one thing I want to add, uh, add, you mentioned uh, uh, Vinny Lima um, winning at uh, Anamosa, surpassed 100 wins um, here recently, too. So uh, I think it might have been at, uh, at Anamosa when he got his 100th win. Um, but, uh, you know, that's always uh, a big plateau, even with uh, the, the number of matches now. But uh, congratulations to Vinny Lima of Liberty might be their might be their first, even though they had Ashton Barker for a little bit. Um, I would I would wonder if maybe that's their first one hundred yard or one hundred win 
wrestler at Liberty. Could be. What's Liberty? Less than 10 years old, isn't it? Still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, another dual tournament uh, uh, in the area, uh, Albernet hosted their dual tournament. Um, and, of course, uh, Albernet that's uh, jumped up to number one um, in some of the rankings. Uh, they looked uh, dominant uh, when in their home event. Um, they won their pool going 3-0. and uh, They beat Dyke New Hartford 72-6. to Iowa Valley 61-18 and then beat uh, New Hampton Turkey Valley 42-25. Um, they moved on to the championship bracket um, where they defeated Burlington Notre Dame 56-11 and then Fenimore, Wisconsin 39-28. So Albernet uh, uh, looking really good. Um, there is uh, Fenimore won Pool B. Burlington Notre Dame was the runner-up in that pool. Uh, and finished fourth overall. Um, and New Hampton Turkey Valley was third. So uh, another good uh, another good showing for Albernet, which you know that's a that's a team. You know, we knew they're right there with Don Bosco and Wilton, but they just seem to get stronger and stronger as the season progresses. Um, and I know we talked about how two A could be a lot of fun. I think one A. Uh, that could be a real interesting battle um, when things get down to the state duels and, and then Des Moines. Right, and it's hard for me to judge. I don't know Fenimore. Uh, I don't know anything about them. So they had a close duel with them. I don't know if that's a, a not great win or just an okay win. Right, right. You know, so Because I don't, I I don't have a – it's hard for me to, to judge that. And I don't really know much about New, Ham New Hampton Turkey Valley either. So uh, that finished third. So that's uh, boy. But when you win a tournament anywhere, that's a good thing. And obviously, Albernet is you know doing a good job. They're turning it on right now. So I don't know if they'll get Don Bosco or not, but we'll see. All right, uh, in the Bob Luders uh, Invitational down at uh, uh, Clinton. Um, Linmore comes away with a team title, and Iowa City West finishes second. Right. Good showing by the two local teams. I mean, that's a 21-team tournament, and they took first and second. Linmar had uh, champs in Malik DeBoe at 120, Kane Nockborn, who's now 25-0 and 0 on the season, at 144. Grant Cress, 157. Nockborn had uh, won it with four pins and wrestled a total of three minutes and 47 seconds. Wow. Time, yeah. Cress, who also he's a man on a mission. Yes, he is. And Cress also had three falls and a technical fall, so he's not far behind. Pretty good showing. I um, think there is a point there where maybe Grant Cress was a little banged up. Looks like maybe he's on the other side of that doing healthy, huh? Good, yes, yeah, for sure. And then uh, uh, Iowa City West had two champs, uh, at, at Alex Pierce at, at uh, 113 and Justin Avila at 150. And uh, um, finish strong. So, uh, just looking at some of the others, one of the big tournaments uh, uh, this last weekend, the Ed Winger um, at Irvindale, uh, Bendorf ends up winning the team title over Fort Dodge uh, by five points, like one ninety nine and a half to one ninety four and a half. Um, 
one of the big uh, uh, notable matches, the 120-pound final, Jake Knight versus Drew Ayala, Knight of Bentdorf, Ayala, of course, from Fort Dodge. Um, it was Jake Knight coming away with a 5-3 win. So not only that uh, was that big for, for him, it was a huge win um, between – you know, the two uh, top title contenders in 3A. But uh, that seemed to kind of be the difference for um, Bentendorf to outlast uh, Fort Dodge. Right. And uh, don't count on Ankeny Centennia. It wasn't far behind. So the top three were uh, 199.5 for Bentendorf, 194.5 for Fort Dodge, and 186.5 for for Ankeny Centennial, and all all three had six uh, place winners in the top three. Bentendorf had three champs, and the other two had two champs, and so it just kind of fell that way. But you're right; that one match might have, might have been the one that took uh, Bentendorf over the top. And, and, it, and I saw some of the some of the match, some of the takedowns. It was really a, a, a fun match to watch with the little bit that I saw. So between uh, Knight and Ayala. Yeah, and I've got a feeling, I've just got a small feeling, that might not be the only time they uh, they cross paths. Not trying to put the cart in front of the horse, but uh, I'm guessing we're going to see a rematch somewhere down the line here. Yeah, you'd think maybe a finals at state. Who knows? Yeah. So, That's not untypical um, of that tournament, though, to see state finalists wrestling each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And just kind of looking at... Uh, you know, just the, the depth of the field. Um, you know, you've got uh, you've got somebody like Jaden Luna from from Bentendorf finishing fourth. Um, you know, this was this was an extremely tough and and deep field uh, at the Ed Winger, which no surprise it, it is most of the time, but. Um, there's, there's something interesting, KJ. So the top, there's 16 teams there. The mm -hmm. top 10 teams all had a champion, at least a, one champion. Wow. I I love that. I, yeah. I think that's a huge mark of a, of a good tournament. You know, that parity where you have a lot of different, uh, you know, teams that have the ability to, to have a champ. Um, I think of the one year at, uh, at Waterloo East, I think for the MVC, where 13 teams had at least one champion. There was only one school that had two champs. Um, here just a, uh, probably about six, seven years ago, maybe. Um, but I, I love that aspect of a tournament when you have so many teams that have quality individuals able to, to win. Right. I think it was more than that because I think it was when Kyle was wrestling. But Sure. And so it's funny how they, they go by so fast. Yep. Um, and then the other one of the other things uh, to mention, uh, Carter Freeman with a big win, uh, handing Coy Davidson of Fort Dodge his first loss of the season, uh, three to two in that one, where Freeman from Waukee Northwest um, won at one thirty eight. So uh, that's uh, that's one that stands out as well. Right, and, and Coy had had a couple of wins early on in the season against, well, Freeman and, that, Kurtz. and Kurtz. Yeah, Kurtz, yeah. So, yep. And uh, so he was on a roll. That's 
that's that's an interesting that's a good win for sure any anything else from this last weekend before uh, i really want to uh share the regional duel uh the final regional dual pairings um i would just say this real nice. quick the uh mvc girls had their tournament cedar falls won that they had one two three four champions and they had 13 in the top four so they really kind of ran away with that 279 and a half second place was prairie with 162 and uh kennedy was third Lindmar fourth and uh and then uh the uh walmart girls uh, Vinton Shellsburg won that, 198 points. Uh, West Delaware was second with uh, 163. Mount Vernon third with 161. Solon 156 was fourth. Indy was uh, fifth. And uh, so you had th those tournaments that also went on. So kind of inaugural tournaments for those girls. Yep, and uh, we uh, we've got the uh, IGHSAU Super Regionals this weekend. We'll touch on those here uh, shortly, but. Um, uh, really, really, uh, want to mention the final rankings, pairings, uh, regional dual assignments that were released earlier today. Um, so this is, this sets the field for the dual post season, uh, which begins Tuesday, January 30th. Uh, these events will start at 6 PM, uh, for all classes, uh, with the first round duel. And then the host will face the, uh, the winner of that duel immediately after in the regional final with a chance to advance the state duels at um, Extreme Arena in Coralville on February 3rd. So I'll start uh, with 3A, and then I'll ask you what uh, what kind of stands out there, what you think the, the best regional duel is. Um, so at Southeast Polk, Southeast Polk is number one. They'll face the winner of Iowa City High and Norwalk. Uh, Indianola is number two. Um, they will face the winner of Ankeny and West Des Moines Valley. Uh, Bettendorf is uh, ranked third. They will face the winner of Cedar Rapids Prairie and Iowa City West. Uh, Prairie 13th, Iowa City West 19th. Uh, Fort Dodge is, uh, is ranked fourth. They will face the winner of Carlisle and Waukee. Uh, Ankeny Centennial, you mentioned uh, their performance at the Ed Winger. Uh, Dual-wise, they're ranked fifth. They will face the winner of number 11, Johnston, and number 21, Cedar Rapids Xavier. So Cedar Rapids Xavier yeah. making just their second uh, regional dual hey. appearance. Congratulations uh, to Xavier. So uh, at Waukee Northwest, Waukee Northwest is ranked sixth. They will face the winner of number 10, Bondurant Farrar, and number 24, Dallas Center Grimes. Uh, Dubuque Hempstead is number seven. They will host number 12, Clear Creek Amana, and number 20, North Scott. And then Linmar, uh, ranked eighth, will host number nine, Waverly Shell Rock, and number 23, Pleasant Valley in 3A. Um, you know, coach, uh, out of, out of those regional sites, uh, is there any, uh, any of them that really kind of stand out to you as, is maybe a little bit of a barn burner or a grind. You know, I was trying to follow along. I was looking at the the dual rankings, I, IWCOA dual rankings, as you were saying that, because I had that already up. And uh, it looks like they separated them pretty well. I didn't see anything that looked, uh, looked like it shouldn't have happened or whatever. But, again, uh, who is the – is Hampstead hosting? Yes. 
And they have Clear Creek Amanda and North Scott, 12 and 20. Okay, so yeah. I mean, I would say they, they, they fall pretty well there. And you'd think the top eight would be favored in those. The host schools would be favored in most of them. But you know that, you know, I know that that, that doesn't always happen. I've had some, some wins where we thought we should have been hosting. We weren't. Went down to where, you know, North Scott and ended up winning. And it's kind of like it was our motivation. <laughs> hey, coaches. You know, <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, two of them. And of course, I I don't have like the regular season um, results in front of me, mm-hmm. but just glancing at this, one of them that stands out to me at Waukee Northwest, um, a possibility. I wouldn't be terribly surprised if Bondurant Ferrar was able to pull off an upset there. Um, you know, I Clear Creek's had a really good season. Um, I, I just don't know if they have enough to upend Dubuque Hempstead. Um, but I think that'll be pretty competitive there between those three teams. Uh, with Clear Creek, North Scott, uh, Dubuque Hempstead saw North Scott against Kennedy right before the break, and and they looked pretty tough. Uh, and then you never count out Waverly Shell Rock. I mean, that's kind of a tough draw, I think, uh, with uh, Linmar and Waverly Shell Rock could be a real barn burner, but uh, I still like Linmar holding their seed there and uh, getting back to state duels. Right. I would agree with that. Now, who does Bonnerat Farrar have on the, in the, before they would be in the finals? Dallas Center Grimes. And Number so 24, yeah. Dallas Center Grimes. Yeah. So, I agree with you. That could happen with Bonnerant. Go figure. I never Bonnerant Ferraro was never a three A school. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but they've grown. They've grown tremendously here over the last few years. That community's really blossomed. Mm-hmm. Um, at class and class two A, uh, top eight really uh, no surprise. Number one Osage, they'll host Animosa. Um, I'm not sure if Animosa's ever been in a regional duel before. Uh, but they're ranked 16th in this last uh, set of rankings. They'll face Crestwood, number 19 in the first round. Osage will get the winner there. Um, at Mount Vernon, you've got number 14, Solon, and number 18, Columbus Community, formerly Columbus Junction. Um, so the winner between the Spartans and Columbus Community will face uh, um, number two, Mount Vernon. Uh, Creston is third ranked. They have number 15, Carroll. Um, and number 20, Winterset. Uh, West Delaware will host. Uh, 13, Benton Community. And number 23, Decora, um, in the regional duel at Manchester with West Delaware facing the winner of that first-round duel. Uh, at Sergeant Bluff Luton, uh, the Warriors are ranked fifth. They've got Glenwood and Webster City in their region. Uh, then Independence, they host. They're the number six seed. They've got number 12, North Polk, and number 22, Union Community. Uh, at Algona, you've got uh, number 7, Algona, hosting Hampton-Dumont-Cal, and then New Hampton-Turkey Valley, who's ranked 21st. And then number 8, Ballard, uh, they'll host number 9, Humboldt, and number 24, Williamsburg. Williamsburg coming off a win in their home uh, dual tournament. It's been kind of a Tough year because of injuries and some other things there for the Raiders, but uh, they're in the regional duel again 
they'll have Humboldt with a chance to wrestle Ballard um, for a spot in the uh, uh, state duels field. Um, Looking at this here, and I know this is going to sound weird. um, Benton's had one of their best seasons. Um, They're they're ranked 13th. Previously, they're ranked number seven. Uh, So a week ago, they were in line to possibly host a a regional duel. They dropped to 13th. So they go to West Delaware. I I still would put money on West Delaware getting through, but um, Benton Community is a team I think you should keep an eye on uh, here in the regional duels. Right. And then uh, I'm looking at the Sergeant Bluff Luton. And who did, you said Glenwood was with them? Yes. Uh, you know, there's another one. Glenwood could pull on pull one there maybe, so. Um, and Webster City's in that. Uh, that that might be the right. the top three or the maybe the most uh, competitive. Yeah, and then regional. Tell me what where is Independence again? They're at home. They'll have the winner of North Polk and Union Community, and I think Union that was going to be one. Uh, you know, they've got they're going to give up some some points because they have some holes, but then the, you look at the the top tier guys that they have, like a Coy Mailer, obviously Braden Bonesack and Jace Hedeman, Caleb Olson. Um, you know, the, the, I think it's Keegan Ellsworth, you know, they've got half of their lineup that can put up six possibly. Um, so that's, that's going to be a, uh, if, if they get past North Polk, um, you know, that's not what independence should be looking past. I, I wouldn't think. Well, when you're independence, were they the eight seed? You don't look past six, two, number six, six seed. You don't look past too many, hopefully. Uh, but uh, I would still favor independence in that one. But you're right that, that I mean that could be a, a sleeper one. So, uh, in class one A, uh, Albernet's the number one. Uh, they'll face the winner of number sixteen Pleasantville and number seventeen Earlham. Uh, Don Bosco is the number two. Uh, they have number 15, MFL Marmac, and number 20, Nottaway Valley. Uh, Wilton is third. Uh, the first round duel is number 13, West Branch, versus number 19, uh, Tr- Truro I-35. That's quite a jaunt for Truro I-35 to come all the way across to, uh, to Wilton, but... Well, that's your regional duel there at Lake Mills. Lake Mills is number four. They'll face the winner between Denver and Ak- Akron Westfield. Uh, Nashville Plainfield's number five. They'll face the winner of Emmitsburg and Central Springs. Uh, then you've got number six, West Hancock, facing the winner of number 11, Wapsie Valley, number 23, Oakland Riverside. At Jessup, uh, they're ranked seventh. They'll have uh, no, the winner of number 10, Lisbon, and number 24, North Butler, Clarksville. And then Hinton is the number eight seed. They'll face number the winner of number nine, Logan Magnolia, and number 21, Shenandoah. So right there, obviously the one that stands out just on name alone, uh, Lisbon going to Jessup. Mm-hmm. Um, facing North Butler, Clarksville first, and then if they win that, Jessup. 
I wouldn't look past the Lions and, and Coach Helmrich in his first year taking over for Brad Smith. And uh, I I think uh, of all the places that they could have sent Lisbon, this was probably the best place for him. And yeah, it matches for the uh, the ranking. So, uh, you know, that's the right place where they should be. Right. They got a nice draw. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the, those last two, Jessup and Logan Magnolia, is that the – Eighth seed. Yeah, Hinton. Hinton is the number eight seed. They have Low Loma and Shenandoah, and then Jessup the seven. So that'd be another one. That Logan Magnolia could knock off Hinton as well. So those two right there stand out to me as possible. Yep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this too. I would not be surprised if Wapsie Valley makes it through. They have a good team. Um, you know, uh, I. Think they were in the state duels last year. Um, right West I I would not I would not overlook Wapsie Valley getting uh, to Coralville this year. Hey, I got it noted here. So okay, that's your calling it. So that if it happens, it's on you that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'm uh, I'm wrong more than I am right. So Wapsie Valley uh, people are hoping you're right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or they could be cringing like, oh no, he picked us. The Pilcher curse is a real thing, folks, and I apologize for that. But um yeah, so so there's your your regional dual field uh kind of set. So the paths in front of those teams are are set, and that'll be uh January 30th, so next Tuesday. Um right there. I'm happy for those teams that don't make it very often. Like, you know, like we've been mentioning Xavier. I don't remember. You also mentioned Albernette. I mean, Albernette, uh, Anamosa. And, right. Uh, I don't know if they have made it or not. Uh, you know, and Jessup's another team. Just going to say Jessup, yeah. They've had, uh, you know, I always like to see kind of new blood a little bit, right? It's always kind of natural. You don't like seeing the same teams over and over again, even, even if it's just a one and done kind of deal. You know, I think we've talked about this before, too, that, you know, for for some programs, this is a huge stepping stone. or This could be a springboard for that first, you know, bit of success, that little taste of success. Hey, we did this, uh, you know, kind of opening the eyes of some other guys on the team or even younger wrestlers that, hey, this is this is doable. You know, this is uh, that's something we can do. Um and kind of work to towards it, right? So, uh, and especially if Jessup, who's ranked uh, seated in the top eight, you know, mm -hmm. if they can hold their seed, they'll make it to the state tournament. That's even bigger, right? So, yeah. Right. Uh, so big weekend this weekend. Uh, the, the conference duel or conference tournaments on Saturday. Uh, the girls' postseason. Um, it's Friday, and I'm just going to run down uh, the the regional assignments here uh, with area teams. Um, kind of looking. Uh, the four super regional sites, uh, you got Tyson Arena in Sioux City, Hy-Vee Hy Hall in Des Moines, uh, the Align Energy Powerhouse in Cedar Rapids, and then Mason City High School Fieldhouse, um, obviously in Mason City. Uh, we don't have any area teams uh, heading to Sioux City, but um, in Des Moines, we've got a few in Region 3. 
Uh, it's Albia, Ames, Ankeny, Boone, Carlisle, Sheridan, Dallas Center, Grimes, Eddie Blakesburg, Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont, uh, English Valleys, Fairfield, Iowa City High, Iowa Valley, uh, Johnston, Moravia, Nevada, Newton, North Mahaska, North Tama, Ottumwa, Pekin, Pella, Perry, Pleasantville, Sigourney, Kyoto in Winterset, uh, Region 4, Anamosa, BGM, Cardinal, Centerville, Clark Osceola. Um, the other area teams include Iowa City West, Mid Prairie, um, Tipton will be there as well in Region 4, also at uh, Hy-Vee Hall. In Cedar Rapids, uh, Regions 5 and 6 are at the Alliant Energy Powerhouse on Friday. Uh, the full field for Region 5 is Bellevue, Comanche, Cedar Rapids, Jefferson, Washington, Central DeWitt, Clinton, Columbus Junction, uh, Denver, Don Bosco, East Buck, Fort Madison, Independence, Lindmar, Louisa Muscatine, Marion, Marshalltown, Midland, Northeast, uh, Pleasant Valley, Prairie Union, uh, Waller, Xavier, West Liberty, and Wilton. You mentioned West Liberty won the RVC. Um, here recently, you've got, uh, uh, you know, some returning uh, champs uh, that wrestle for Prairie with uh, Childers. Um, Linmar has been one of the top girls teams around. Same with East Buchanan. Uh, so an extremely tough field there in Region 5. Region 6, you've got Albernet, Assumption, Benton Community, Bentendorf, Burlington, Cedar Rapids, Kennedy, Clear Creek, Amanda, Davenport, Durant, Western Dubuque, Highland, Iowa City, Liberty, Keokuk, Lone Tree, Maquoketa, Minneapolis, Mount Pleasant, Mount Vernon, um, obviously Swart and uh, Libby Dix, uh, Kirsten Swart, uh, two of the leaders there for Mount Vernon, um, Muscatine, North Scott, Solon, Vint Shellsburg, you mentioned, uh, won the WAMAC. You have Ellie Wheats, Bree Swenson, Chloe Sanders, uh, heck of a trio there for, for Vinton Shellsburg that had success at state last year, leading the way. Then you have Waco, Wapolo, and West Branch. Um, Mason City, uh, Region 7, the area teams there are Cascade, Alcator Central, uh, MFL Marmac, Oline, Turkey Valley, New Hampton, um, Postville. South Tama goes all the way up there. Same, uh, let's see, Starmont. Uh, teams with West Central, they're up there as well. Then you've got West Delaware, who we saw dual uh, independence last week um, in that Region 7. And then Region 8, the area teams consist of Bell Plain, CPU, Decora, North Fayette Valley, uh, South Winnesheek, Wacon, and Williamsburg. Williamsburg going all the way to Mason City. Jeez. Wow. Um, but you know, those would be some doozies, especially in the Cedar Rapids one. We saw last year how, how fun and exciting those were. Um, we'll see that again. Boy, those are huge regionals, aren't they? Twenty. Yes. Seemed like about 25 teams or so that you're yep. – And I think the top four advanced, if I remember correctly. Wow. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Well, I guess they only have one qualifying tournament, so – Right. 
Um, and I think uh, I think the IGHSAU, the girls' union, is uh, encouraging. They're encouraging uh, fans to um, get online and get tickets there for for those regionals and those regional sites. Um, looks like uh, things will get started at 10 a.m. at each site. Uh, doors to spectators open at nine. Um, so you can, uh, if you're planning on attending, uh, those are the those are the times that are, are most important for you. And then just to confirm, top four place winners from each weight class from each region. Um, advance to the state tournament um february 1st and 2nd at extreme arena in coralville which i think is um nine days from now yeah state tournament Jeez. yep yep the opening the opening day is already on the 10-day forecast so <laughs> that puts you a little bit um that's how i judge the distance or how far out events are, whether or not they're on the 10 day weather forecast on my app. So I can keep track that way. Um, conference tournaments this week. Um, MVC up in, uh, uh, in Dubuque. Is that pretty much a two team race? Do you think between Lindmar and Dubuque Hempstead? Uh, you know, I, I'd throw City High in there with their okay. horses if it can get thinned out a bit. Um, there's some other teams that have done that have shown improvement throughout this year. And I don't know that they can contend, but they can certainly help thin it out, you know, like a prairie and a, um, a west, Iowa City West, you know, those types of teams there. So um, we'll see. Does does Water Release compete in that? This no, not anymore. They're out of it, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I I think the one thing I'm really kind of looking forward to and hoping it happens possibly uh, 157. Um, possibly get that matchup between Voinovich, Kale Voinovich, and Grant Kress. Yeah. So. We'll kind of looking, kind of looking forward to that. Seeing if that uh, if that happens up in the. Uh, up in Dubuque, uh, should be a good tourney, um, just like every year. Uh, the WAMAC, I, I will be at the WAMAC in Williamsburg, and I tell you what, I don't know if there is a tougher field or more competitive field than, uh, than what this WAMAC will be, both team wise and individually, uh, per weight class. Um, that has the the makings of a real humdinger. Well, all right, you've got. I mean, you're the top teams aren't at the level they've been at necessarily in the past. They're still pretty good. You know, the West Delawares and the Independences. You know, they're still pretty darn good. But then you've got the the other teams that have stepped up and they're you know they're closer to that, which is going to make that, like you said, a very competitive tournament for sure. Yeah. It, You've just got uh, weight after weight. We've seen some of the duels, um, you know, with you've got, uh, you know, we already talked about there are three Walmart teams that uh, that were 
going to host regional duels. Um, and I know it's a different format, but still, it, it just shows you how strong they are. You've, you know, you've got good individuals from um, each team, and you know, we saw just uh, just recently uh, uh, Jax Miller and Caden Kramer, two ranked kids, uh, going at it. Um, you're going to have that throughout the the whole tournament with some of these. Uh, uh, you know, you've got individuals, you've got state finalists from South Tama. Um, you know, you you've got uh, the same thing from Mount Vernon. South Tama probably won't factor into the uh, team race, but they have individuals that are going to be uh, probably in the finals or or vying for. Um, you know, top finishes that are going to affect the team race uh, as well. So when you get into the quarters of the, of this tournament, you're going to have possible state tournament caliber matchups right. um, with the Lawmack. So do we put the favor tag on Mount Vernon? I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think right now you do, but um telling you, I, um, Independence is a team. We saw what they did at uh, the Benton Community Tournament. Um, you know, that's a that's a team that I think is going to be right up there, and they could win it all. Um, obviously, West Delaware has the capability of being able to do that. Um, you know, Clear Creek Amana. Clear Creek Amana is going to be a team in the uh, in the top five. Um, they just won't go you know, away. They've competed so well this year, haven't they? They they really have, and they've got some outstanding individuals like Kale Nash and you know uh, Howell and Jones and uh, a few others that um, they're they're going to be big factors. So I mean, do do they have uh, enough? Do they have the the depth? You know, we'll see. I think they're in the same boat with Bent Community. Bay Community's got some uh, studs, you know, like the Hang. Um, you know, they're going to factor in too. I mean, it's just you've got, uh, you know, and someone, someone's got a couple individuals. I don't think uh, they have enough to kind of crack the top three or four. But boy, you've got some really good teams. I mean, we're not even talking about Williamsburg right now, who usually is uh, right towards the top, but they've got some uh, good individuals as well. I, I mean, it's just going to be exciting all the way, and I just think right now, uh, if you're a must, if you're, if your nickname is the Mustangs, uh, whether it's from Mount Vernon or Independence, I think those are your two favorites. Um, yeah. And West Delaware, you know, uh, they have the capability of uh, of winning it all. Uh, and I could also see them getting third uh, as well. Right. I mean, there's just not every team has someone on the, their lineup. Uh, I don't think you even mentioned Vinton Shellsburg, but they no. you know, they'll be in there as well with a couple of individuals. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. What a, what a tournament. You, you'll have fun there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, might even uh, see if I can stop by the pizza house sometime there in Williamsburg. <laughs> I haven't had it yet, but I heard it's really good. So maybe you can have it. Uber Eats or whatever they call those. Yeah, right. 
see if uh, I can't get uh, uh, Kurt Ritchie, the football coach, to to run over and um, grab me some. Yeah. But uh, the Tri Rivers Conference—that's a biggie. That's at uh, Makoka Valley. Uh, I think Alvernet obviously is a heavy favorite there, but um, you know that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a fun event. We mentioned Keaton Moeller of Starmont. One of the top individuals, uh, Makokta Valley's got those top um, uh, heavyweight wrestlers that wrestled, you know, they're at 190, uh, 215, and uh, heavyweight with uh, Davis and Selau and, uh, and them. They, uh, you know, they're going to battle. Uh, you've got uh, Cody Fox, obviously, with East Buchanan that you mentioned. Um, you know, you're going to have some some a couple weight classes with some big clashes, I think, uh, in the finals um, up there with the, the talent that's in that. And we're not even talking about Lisbon, where you have Sadler and Ferguson and, and some of the others um, in that Lisbon lineup. And, of course, Alvernet. Uh you know, with about seven ranked wrestlers. So, um, Albernet, the, the favorite there in Makoka Valley, but uh, should be some really, really neat uh, uh, finals matches, um, including 215 heavyweight uh, in those. So, so KJ, um, will you be doing a ranking or a prediction of any kind prior to the state tournament? Yes. Yep. Yep. We'll, uh, here uh, after this week, before the postseason starts, uh, I'll have a list of individual uh, uh, area rankings and stuff like I did uh, right after the break and stuff. And then I'll have, uh, like for our state preview, always do uh, like champion predictions and uh, top three team predictions as well. Is that what you're asking? Yes, that's perfect. Bingo. You answered both of them. Yep. Uh, a couple of the other area conference tournaments here before we close things up. Uh, the River Valley Conference, that's at Bellevue. Um, you know, Anamosa, West Branch, Wilton, um, those teams kind of in the mix there. Uh, obviously, Wilton would be kind of a favorite, but I wouldn't look past Anamosa and and West Branch to to kind of give them a push. Uh, the Northeast Iowa Conference Tournament that's been dominated by Waverly and they host. Uh, could be, I don't know if you've caught up or you've stayed up on uh, some of the conference um, uh, alignment situations with the Northeast Iowa Conference, but who knows, maybe this is one of the last uh, – conference tournaments we're going to see from them and at least in this version with teams like Presswood looking to join other conferences uh same with Wacon um and I, I think a couple others uh maybe looking to join the Upper Iowa Conference instead so this could be the final final year we really or at least one of the final years that we see the NEIC um, in existence, at least in this current stage. Um, 
And then I was just trying to look to see where the uh, South Iowa Cedar League is. Uh, that's with Belle Plain, Iowa Valley. Um, HLV. And it looks like HLV will host that this weekend as well. So uh, that pretty much wraps up the majority of our area conferences that are competing this weekend. So that this is out of our area, but is it still called the CIML? I believe so for the teams that are that are in it. Yeah. Um, that's just curious if they because that's on the that's usually a two day tournament, and uh, that's a hum, that's a hummer. That those high quality teams from the Moines area, right, right. So, um, and then uh, what's the uh, the Iowa Alliance? Is that the new conference that involved the the uh, Waterloo East? Yeah, yeah. The Iowa Alliance, uh, they have their uh, conference tournament that's Ames, the Des Moines schools, Fort Dodge, um, Waterloo East. Ottumwa, Mason City, Marshalltown. You know, Marshalltown uh, had some good performances at the Jayhawks, so um, that's not a team to really sneeze at too much. Waterloo East, yeah. uh, you know, they've got a top-ranked wrestler, Max Magana. But that go that stretches from Ottumwa to Fort Dodge. <laughs> yes, yes, and over to Waterloo East, and uh, wow, yeah, so quite. Covering quite a bit of ground there. Any any other final thoughts or words or any topics uh, we haven't touched on? Holy cow! Go around. A lot of wrestling. Yeah, it's uh, a lot. Remember, remember around Christmas when we weren't sure what we we're going to talk about and and stuff uh, outside of the soldier salute because we we're kind of in a dead period. Totally yeah. opposite of that now. Yeah, it will be. At least until mid February, right? Right. Yep. So That's yeah, the championship season begins uh Saturday. So well actually if you you start with the girls championship season began last weekend and uh really hits full gear Friday with their super regionals. So it'll be fun. Uh do you have any assignments for this weekend? Uh yeah, I'm Any up place at, you'll be officiating? I'm a uh, senior. Dubuque senior for the NBC meet up there, so you'll be able to give us a good uh, uh, recap of what goes on up there. Like I mentioned, Saturday I'll be at uh, uh, Williamsburg for the, the WOMAC tournament. Really looking forward to that. Should be exciting and fun. Um, and then regional duels next Tuesday. So a lot, uh, a lot going on in a short amount of time with uh, girls state tournament and state duels at the end of next week. So uh, looking forward to it, and uh, we'd like to thank everybody again for watching us uh, and, and following along all season as we get down to the nitty gritty here, at the end of January and into February. So uh, on behalf of Coach Briggs, KJ Pilcher, thank you for watching this week. And Coach Briggs, take us out uh, with uh, Wyatt's uh, uh, promotional advice that he always gave to uh, fans doesn't, and followers. Doesn't seem like we need it this week, but let's keep wrestling on the move.
Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.